Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 26, 2017. I want to thank everybody for your prayers and well wishes. I am planning a makeup vid chat, not this Friday, but next Friday. My voice is still a little scratchy and sore, but uh, much better this week than it was last week. Today, a very, very interesting, important little article that was posted on the German Federal Finance Ministry website, uh, the Bundesfinanzministerium, by the German finance minister, uh, Herr Wolfgang Schäuble. This is so interesting to me because, and I have to share it with you for several reasons, that I want to cite about half of his article here and then give you my opinions. Herr Schäuble either gets it or he is pulling another financial oligarchical fast one, all right? I happen to think he's sincere uh, because if you've been following his comments lately in the past few years, he's come right out and said that the Keynesian monetization debt growth model is over and that there is no way forward now financially in the world financial system that is not a reform. So I want to read this. This was uh, dated uh, almost a week ago, uh, April 20th, 2017. And again, this is the German finance minister, Wolfgang Schäuble. I want you to listen particularly closely to the very opening paragraph here. Quote, when the financial community gathers for its traditional meetings this weekend in Washington, inclusive growth will be the talk of the town. That economic growth must benefit more people than before has emerged as the answer to rising populism and disappointment with elites. All right. In other words, Schäuble at least is sounding like he gets it. No more crony capitalism, as I like to call it. No more finance capitalism that only benefits the very top tiers of society. Now, why am I saying finance capitalism? Because at the end of this article, Herr Schäuble says something very, very significant that, again, to me, indicates he might be getting it. The, the, the idea of capitalism and making money simply by trading paper and speculating in currency and all of this, that's not what we need and that's what we've been getting and that's why the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. I think he gets it, but again, this is one of those cases of you tell me. But anyway, continuing with his remarks, he says this, quote, as a politician from the country with the lowest inequality among large industrial nations, it has always been clear to me that we must prevent societies from growing too far apart. This is now a concern for economic elites as well. In other words, he's signaling right there that the financial elites know they're in trouble, that they've lost the popular support of the people because basically they have been contributing to the wiping out of the middle class by various policies. All right, let me continue. 
While there is increasing agreement on the goal, there are, as usual, differences on how to get there. I believe we should prioritize enhancing resilience. This is the ability to withstand shocks and to recover from adversity and unforeseen events. And it applies not just to individuals, but to countries as well. Now, that's the paragraph that gives me pause because he's suggesting or intimating, perhaps, that there's some sort of financial crisis looming and that there is no real resilience or ability to withstand it. So that makes me think maybe he doesn't get it. But now, continuing just a few paragraphs away now, continuing, increased spending now would achieve the opposite result. In other words, Schäuble is abandoning a Keynesian monetarist approach to as a means or as a means of getting out of the current financial mess. Only, listen carefully, my friends, only structural reforms would unlock the potential for innovation and the efficiency gains of competition locally and globally. Let's not put them on the back burner again. Now, please note, he's not saying exactly what these structural reforms are. He's giving us clues in attacking monetarism, in attacking the idea that wealth is created through finance capital only for the top 1%, while that finance capitalism is getting rid or eradicating the middle class, all right? So in other words, he's not giving us any details as to what his structural reforms are, but he's giving us hints as to what they need to be, all right? Let's continue. Only structural reforms would unlock the potential for innovation and the efficiency gains of competition locally and globally. Let's not put them on the back burner again. Now, this is typical Schäuble. He's been pressing this message for the last few meetings of the G8 and G20 top economic powers in the world. This is typical Schäuble. He's not deviated, <coughs> pardon me, from this message in quite some time. Now he continues, to achieve financial resilience, we must tackle the unresolved debt overhang. Public and private debt around the globe is too high and progress on debt reduction is too slow. High debt is mirrored by asset price bubbles, and that's finance capital again, folks. That's what they've been doing. Bubbling, collapsing, collecting on, on all the profit and, and just keep the whole game recycling. He's attacking that whole bubble collapse model of finance capital very directly. In other words, if you are really paying attention to what Schäuble is saying, Schäuble is attacking the very mechanism that has been driving the American budget and particularly the black budget through this type of financial fraud. Now, that kind of makes me think that there's something to the idea that many people, including myself, have been entertaining, that there's some sort of quiet, very covert, very hidden economic war going on between the United States and Germany. 
All right. This is this has manifested itself in fines on Deutsche Bank, fines on Volkswagen, and so on and so forth. Um, Schäuble is taking direct aim at a mechanism of the deep state in the United States with these words right there. So let me repeat them. To achieve financial resilience, we must tackle the unresolved debt overhang. Public and private debt around the globe is too high and progress on debt reduction is too slow. High debt is mirrored by asset price bubbles that pose increasing systemic risks. In other words, this again is something that makes me think that Schäuble gets it, that the finance capital model is over and that the production uh, model has to come back into swing and produce our way out of this mess. Now, in that respect, he says something very interesting that makes me again think that this is what he's thinking. He says, quote, for monetary resilience, it's important to realize that monetary policy has reached its limits. In other words, we can't pursue the same Keynesian monetarist economic policies and attempt to get us out of this mess. All right. In many countries, fiscal consolidation and reform efforts have slowed down. In turn, monetary policy has taken on too much of the burden of dealing with too high debt and structural, there's that word again, shortcomings. Negative side effects continue to grow so long as ultra-loose policies persist. Monetary normalization should not be unduly delayed. In other words, what is he referring to with those ultra-loose policies? And again, my suggestion is it's the regulatory climate that was put into place in the late uh, years of the administration of G.H.W. Bush and then taken up and expanded upon by the Clinton administration that made the finance capital casino work. All right. This is, again, what I think he's getting at here, that that whole climate needs to be stopped. It needs to be re-regulated and actual equity production models uh, bolstered and, and buttressed because we have seen finance capital absolutely strip and gut productivity in the West. Now, he continues, and I'm going to read the last four paragraphs here without pausing and then give you what I think is going on here. Quote, sound public finances would allow a political system to cope with unforeseen events. This means concentrating on core services that enhance people's opportunities, in other words, production, and their ability to deal with change. Good infrastructure, strong public education systems, and adaptable labor market institutions would also help bring people into work and to provide opportunities. We also need a tax system where everyone pays their fair share. This requires, here it comes, international cooperation. In other words, this gives me pause, folks, because what he's really talking about here is a global taxation system. That means global government, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. This requires international cooperation. 
Our work against large corporations taking advantage of tax havens is one example of this. With sound public finances and fair taxation, you don't need, listen carefully, another social welfare debate on more redistribution. In most Western countries, we already have a heavy burden of welfare spending that undermines, here comes a key word, productive spending and the government's ability to support social resilience. People want, and this is how he closes, listen carefully, people want opportunities and participation, not alms. A political system that enhances opportunities is the best precondition to achieve sustainable growth for all in the long run, unquote. And that's his article. Now, folks, whether you think he's sincere or not, and that's debatable, I tend to think that he's on the sincere side because his message over the years has been fairly consistent. But this particular document is the clearest and most succinct expression of this whole difference in models between the Anglosphere financial elites in the city of London and Wall Street on the one hand and what you see going on in Germany on the other. All right, this is, this is probably the most, uh, to me, explosive critique of the current structure of the Western financial system coming from a major power and player within that system that I've seen in a long time. Now, you'll notice there's, there's certain things that he's stre stressing here in his remarks. The first is obvious, and that's restructuring. In other words, he's taking direct aim at this whole financial capital model that we've been living under and not an equity production capital model. There is a difference. Most of what Westerners now think of as capitalism is not the capitalism that we saw in the 19th century because most of the profits now are paper profits, not people actually making things, all right? So that's the first thing I think he's talking about. But notice the taxation thing here. We will know how sincere Herr Schäuble is depending on how he handles the issue of death taxes and how he handles the issue of allowing the middle class to accumulate capital over several generations. In other words, the wealthy have their foundations that they can move all of their family wealth into nonprofits and keep them off the tax rolls and still control that wealth and still use it to determine policy. But the real crunch will come if the middle class are allowed to accumulate capital over several generations. And that means you're going to have to take direct aim at inheritance taxes, death taxes, and all of that stuff that currently exists in the Western world, and particularly a he very heavy burden of it in the United States. And then the final thing I think we're going to have to look at to examine very, very closely to see whether Herr Schäuble is indeed sincere, and that is the linkage between so-called multiculturalism and finance and financial health. Because folks, the bottom line is culture is the 
framework in which a stable economy functions. When you introduce parallel systems of laws and special privileges, you have no rule of law. And when you have no rule of law, you have a situation in which no commerce or finance can really exist. This is the fundamental problem that Europe is facing right now. They have gutted their culture. So for me, the key to these financial elites, if they mean what they say, they are going to themselves have to come out and criticize their own policies that they've been following vis-a-vis uh, -vis multiculturalism. And I'm, I'm willing to go so far as to say that the other thing that we're going to have to look at is they're going to have to address the skyrocketing prices of health care and admit the fact that when governments became involved in health, that's when prices began to skyrocket. All right. So I think they're going to have to go to a, a cash and carry system of healthcare. We're already finding it in kind of black markets in the United States, already emerging. Doctors just calling it quits with insurance companies, Obamacare, and just charging flat rate fees for a year. Come and see me anytime. And this, I think, is going to spread. So those are the things I would look for from Herr Schäuble, if he's sincere in these comments. Focus on the accumulation of intergenerational capital. Allow the middle class to have access to that intergenerational accumulation of capital. Uh, address the problems of multiculturalism and its effects on economies and rule of law and so on and so forth. Otherwise, this is just more window dressing, folks. So very significant statements here. I hope you'll take the time to read them. It's not very long. Um, I put the linkage up there for you to the English translation uh, of the German finance ministry. And uh, it's worth pondering very, very carefully, folks. Anyway, that's it for this week's news and views from the Nefarium. Don't forget, uh, keep checking, for those of you who are members, keep checking the VidChat schedule. I'm planning as of this moment to have the VidChat not this Friday, but a week from Friday. All right, that's it, folks. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.